When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton, Mike Duffy and Joe Thomas. And we are here to talk about Watford's first win in the FA Cup since that time in the FA Cup semi-final of, at Wembley to Wolverhampton Wanderers five years ago, that was. And it's our first victory since, which is it's terrible, really. Um, so thankfully, Watford got the job done yesterday, made hard work of it. Uh, but we're here to dissect that um, performance now for you all. But firstly, Mike, come to you first. How, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see all of us. Um, all of us were there yesterday. And uh, yeah, thoroughly, well, say thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed the win. And yeah, um, that was my seventh game this season that I've been to. We've won six, drawn one and lost none. So uh, I must be a good luck charm, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the game and everything, but I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, just had a family day today. Um, but yeah, like you enjoyed yesterday, it was it was hard work. Um, <laughs> but it, if there's nothing like the FA Cup, is there? Like, it, it's magical. And I'm sure we're going to go get into it in a bit because um, Chesterfield coming down, Four and a half thousand fans were absolutely unbelievable, and that's what the FA Cup's all about, isn't it? Um, but Joe, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you yesterday as well. Yeah, it was cracking. Yeah, wasn't it to get all of us together? Um, yeah, yeah. Like Mike said, the uh, the game wasn't particularly amazing, but I, I guess the feeling always depend uh, doesn't matter who the opponent is. A last minute winner is always nice, isn't it? So. 100%. Um, and Watford have done that so many times this season. But yeah, as we've all mentioned as well, it was actually the first time um, that all five members of the Voices of Vic actually met in person yesterday. Um, so me, Mike, 
originally started off the podcast wanted to add a few more members into it um and we've all met each other on random occasions and that but we was never all five in one place so it was really nice to all get together yesterday and it was in the bunker as well and if you've not checked out the bunker make sure you do um it's just around the back of the rookery if you walk behind the rookery and then turn left down some steps and then just turn right um it's just there and it's a really good setup that Roy Moore's got there Mike isn't it um your first time in there um would you fully recommend going in there again yeah absolutely i mean i'd heard of it before and hence why i suggested it and i went in there and roy's done magnificently with the place you know all the shirts on the wall sign stuff memorabilia big screens i think he's even got a fruit machine in there and you know it's um it's really good and i like the fact then and i didn't know this till you told me um that the money actually that they get from the barkeep and everything goes back into the 1881 um supporters club so that's uh that's really good as well and and we saw pete from do not scratch your eyes carl as well uh i think wendover Orm was there uh we met jason um I, i'm not sure of his surname but uh he he said he listens uh and yeah it was good to good to see the others in person i mean obviously ben me and you have met many many times first time i've <laughs> met joe and katie Met that Cam, bit of a knobhead, but he's all right. So uh, no, he's uh, it was uh, it was all good. It was it was good, and um, I'm glad it was sort of marked with with getting getting a win as well. Because yeah, hopefully we can do more games where the the five of us are there, and we could be a, a good luck charm. Yeah, well, we all enjoyed it yesterday and we're going to try and make that more of a regular thing by going into a bunker because, like Mike said, it, it's a really good setup down there and it, if we can help out for um, 1881 by contributing, by buying bits and pieces behind the um, the bar, then we, we will do that. Um, Joe, we was in the... 1881 and the team news was actually announced in there wasn't it it was Watford actually made five changes to the side that drew 3-3 on New Year's Day with Plymouth Argyle um, in came Daniel Batman, Siri Elta, Reese Healy, Yasser Espria and Tom Deli Basharu um, and out went Hamer, Porteous, Ryovic, Andrews and Kiembi. Uh, what was your initial thoughts when you saw those that team news? Um I'll be honest. I mean, we we thought Batman would come in anyway, didn't we? We thought Homer would get a rest and Batman would start, so that wasn't too much of a surprise. Um, obviously, I thought the the, um, the strangest thing was how strong he went. To be honest, I didn't think he would go as strong as he did. I was expecting there to be uh, other changes, maybe Ince getting a start, Pollock getting a start, um, maybe. I, I know there was a few uh, comments made about maybe Greaves getting a start as well. Um, just to give people a run out, obviously being Chesterfield, but he took it seriously. He played a strong team, um, and yeah, um, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm surprised he did go so strong. I mean, uh, Martins, uh, Healy, and uh, Aspria, you know, obviously, I know Healy's not started in the championship, um, but you know, we, we start with those in the championship most weeks, so yeah, very, very surprising that those two got a, a game yesterday together. Yeah, I was talking to Cam just before the team news came out, and I said, no matter how many changes Watford actually made to the starting lineup, it's still a strong team, isn't it? Because the, Val's got such a small squad this season, and they've all played their part this season. And you know the players coming off the bench have got really good quality as well. So I just thought whatever kind of team was going to put out was going to be strong, but I wasn't expecting it to be as strong as that. Uh, Mike, what was your thoughts on the starting lineup? 
pretty much what Joe said. Wasn't expecting it to be that strong. I know Andrew French had put out a uh, a couple of sort of snippets from the pre-match press conference with Val, and he said that he was going strong. And I, I just didn't expect it to be like that. I, I thought we might see a few first teamers with maybe a mix of academy, but uh, yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, you know, having spoken to Tom, was it? My memory is terrible. Tom from yeah. the Spyrox Right podcast, and he sort of said, you know, um, he, he struck a bit of fear into me, to be honest, because I didn't know what type of Watford side would be seeing. And um, and as Watford do, I see the team news and this sudden surge of confidence comes out of nowhere. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking straight away, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this is strong, we could do some damage. And I, uh, I put a bit of money on uh, a particular scoreline. It didn't come in. That's that's all we need to say on that. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was very happy with with the with the starting eleven. But we uh, we certainly didn't play like a team that had put a strong team out to start. Well, not to start with. The first half was very poor. I thought. Yeah, we won't mention the scoreline that you actually predicted, but it wasn't three, it wasn't five. It was the number in between nil, wasn't it, Mike? Um, you, you felt that confident with the scoreline. Um, but thank you, everyone, for watching tonight. You, there's lots of numbers in already. We've got lots of comments in as well, so we'll try and read them all out whilst we're going on. Uh, Jess is saying hi, all. Um, Pidge as well. Hope you're well, mate. Love it, lads. Um, nice that you've all got all members together for when we met in the bunker. Um, Lee said hi, Marshy. Um, we've also got Mike's Mark Schofield's popped up again. Hi, Mark. Hope you well. Evening yesterday, we witnessed why Batman is currently reserve keeper. His distribution in the first half, in particular, was terrible, and his positioning for the goal was dreadful. We're going to get on to Batman just in a second. Um, we've got Philip Crouch as well saying, Must come and see you next time in the bunker. Make sure you do, Philip. Be really nice to uh, put a name to a face. Um, and then Warwick Bird says uh, the official away numbers was 3,984 for Chesterfield. Um, Schofield's also said, thank God we put out a strong team otherwise they would have won. And they, they were so close to it, weren't they, yesterday, Mark? Um, but we'll move straight on to it. Um, well, yeah, we'll talk about it now a little bit. But the team news, Joe, one thing we've not mentioned yet, yet is who had the captain's armband. The captain armband didn't go straight back to club captain Daniel Batman, did it? Um, it stayed with Wesley Hoot. What, obviously, we all believe it's probably the right decision because of Batman's performances this, this season, but it was a bold move from Val. Um, yes, and yes, and no. Um, I think probably behind the scenes, Val's probably taken it off him, but they've probably just not announced it. Um, I would imagine that Wesley Hoot's going to be captain for the remainder of the season now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, while it was a su surprise, obviously, we, we said when we were in the bunker, we kind of, we noticed that straight away that he wasn't captain. I'm not surprised at all. And, I mean, it, it's the right thing to do. I mean, just because he's back in the starting lineup, even if he is still captain, I mean, he shouldn't come back and just get it straight away because he's not been in the mix lately, is he? And he in, in all fairness even if he was to stay within the team, which I, I really don't think he is based on yesterday, um, he's not deserving of it. So, yeah, just my, my opinion. Though. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, it took me a while to realise and clock that uh, Batman wasn't named as captain, but I think Val's made it clear, you know, perhaps 
the the wrong decision was made in in Buckman being captain. I think he had a lot pushed on him, didn't he? Buckman was mm. asked to play out from the back and asked to play a way that he's never played before, and the spotlight was on him very much so in the way that we play now. And it was quite evident and clear that he's perhaps not taken to that as as well as we would have liked. And then add on top of that the fact we've given him a five-year contract, then add on top of that he's already in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons, he's captain. And we all know what he's like, you know, I I can't say he's not passionate because he is, but I think he portrays his passion in a way that is perhaps wrong. Um, I think he gets a bit too over the top sometimes and we see a side of him where he's very erratic with his decision making and I don't think the first well yeah I I think this is fair I don't think the first half was very was very good to him um I think Val brought him in hopefully you know he said I've not given him captaincy today because he needs to focus on his game itself didn't want to add any pressure I don't think the first half was very kind to him. I think can't remember who it was pointed out in the comments a minute ago. His distribution too many times was awful. And I don't think he covered himself in glory. That was it, Mark. Yeah. Um, I don't think he covered himself in glory. So I, I, I'll be honest. I feel sorry for Backman because, you know, we've seen the, the good side of Backman in, in the championship in that lockdown season, but are we now perhaps seeing why he was so good in lockdown? Because there were no fans and he can't, you know, he, he can't deal with, with the pressure from the fans in, in person. But I do feel sorry for him. But um, let's put it this way. I don't think we'll be seeing him again this, this season in the league. That was going to be my next question now. Joe, what do we do with Daniel Batman? Because obviously his confidence is rock bottom. And I felt like his distribution in that first 10, 15 minutes, it rubbed off on the back the back four. Um, like Hamer, we know what he brings. He brings that bit of calmness and everyone follows suit on that back line. Where Daniel Batman comes in and he's spraying balls out the pitch, overhitting them into the crowd. Frustration from the crowd sets in and then... Chesterfield can probably smell blood after that point. What do we do with Daniel Batman for the rest of this season? Because obviously he's got the Euros coming up in the season, um, in the summer. He was Austria's number one. He's lost his spot now. He he wants, I imagine he wants to play week in, week out to try and get his position back in Austria's squad now. Is it time to move Daniel Batman on like maybe do we send him out on loan for the rest of the season where he can play week in week out maybe regain his confidence and then reassess it again in the summer yeah I, I think that would probably be wise like you say he wants to go to the Euros doesn't he so he's he's probably he probably will get selected but he's going to need game time before um before going so um yeah, I definitely think it would he would benefit from a loan move, uh, whether that will materialise because obviously, in in the stuff that we've been reading, goalkeeper the the goalkeeping position is not something that the club said they wanted to look at in January. So I guess it would depend on whether something comes in and whether the club feel it's right and whether the club feel that they can get a replacement. Obviously, if they don't feel that they can get a replacement, um, then potentially it, it won't happen and he'll just spend the rest of the season on the bench. But then. What's to say that Hamer's not going to get injured? You know, it's one of those kind of things. If you know, if Hamer 
towards the end of the Jan uh, January window gets injured, then Batman obviously come, comes back in or do the club really not show any faith in him and sign a keeper and he just stays as a backup again. It's You don't really kind of know what what's going to happen. But I'll tell you one thing I have seen is, um, I don't know, I can't remember his first name, but there's a goalkeeper that's currently on loan at Oxford that's been highly rated, that's been recalled from Brighton. Um, I know his surname Beadle. I can't remember what his um, first name is. Um, it's not Jeremy. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's been recalled because they want to send him to a championship club. So potentially, for experience, maybe we could get rid of Batman and he could come in potentially on loan for the rest of the season and they reassess it. However, sure. that's just me making something up on um, uh, on the spot there. So that isn't going to happen, guys. I'm just pointing something out just in case maybe it does um one thing i do just want to say though and it hasn't been really pointed out is batman did make a really good save at the start of the second half yesterday i know that shaking the first that high yet joe um <laughs> but no i just want i just wanted to point out that he made a really good save at the start of the second yeah. second half yesterday so although his first half wasn't very good he did improve as the game went on well, I think we know with Daniel Batman, he's a brilliant shot stopper. It's just his distribution, isn't it? And I think he's a better shot stopper than um, Ben Hamer. I, I just feel that Hamer brings the the calmness that we've probably needed at the back, and that's that's helped out Porteous and Hoot massively. I don't think um, Daniel Batman particularly helped Serielta yesterday. I thought Serielta was very poor at the back, and I, that might have been playing in front of Daniel Batman. But uh, John Parslow makes a really good point here as well. Um, he says, I think we have to be careful in Batman versus Hamer. I don't think there is actually that much between them. He gets he gets stuck for everything. But Hamer versus um, Plymouth got beaten quite badly on a couple of... Uh, got quite badly for a couple. His distribution was poor, but he has also made some big, important saves. Equally, Batman had issues yesterday, but also made two important saves. Um, so I think we just got to be brilliant, really. Um, be a bit more... I don't know, a little bit careful with him. Um, Mark Schofield says, could we do a keeper loan um, swap? Keeper I would have loved on loan. He's just signed for Stoke City, and that's Everson from Leicester City. I think he's a quality keeper. Was he on loan at Preston North End not so long ago as well? Yeah. Um, so I, I would have had him, um, but it wasn't meant to be. I think we're probably going to see Hamer between the sticks for the rest of the season now, but it'll be interesting to see what does happen with Daniel Batman now for a remainder of the season um, but we'll move on to the next thing and it didn't really get much better after for Watford after that shaky 15 minutes with distribution and that um, obviously Kone missed a really good chance didn't he Mike um, did well to win the ball off the Ch Chesterfield defender but he never really looked comfortable really running in on goal did he no he, he was looking for that that lay across I think Healy was there. He, he sort of got a sprint on a bit. And I think Kone was just looking for, you know, someone just to be able to square it across the face of goal for a nice, easy tapping. Um, I think he took way too long to take the shot. And it gave Ryan Boot in the Chesterfield goal plenty of time to come out, make himself big. And it was a routine save for uh, for Ryan Boot in the Chesterfield goal. So, yeah, a little, little bit disappointed with Kone actually yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't want to be negative or anything, but I think we may be seeing the Kone that we saw at the start of the season, where when he was starting games, he was sort of popping up here and there. 
Um, but when he was coming off the bench, he was like, wow, like, why aren't we starting this guy? Oh, yeah, that's because when we do start him, he doesn't play this well from the start. And listen, I, I don't want to overreact, of course, but I think maybe Kono needs a rest now. Uh, I think Tom Delibashiru has done enough to warrant a start against QPR. Uh, and I would probably, not to jump the gun here, but I'll probably start him next to... Shaq Badadzi in that midfield too, uh, as a two number eights, if you like. So, yeah, um, I, I think that sort of epitomised his game and that's probably why he was one of the first to, to come off uh, yesterday. Yeah, Mark Schofield agrees with you. He says, agreed, Kone is back to what he was earlier in the season and it's a shame because he shows so much promise and I, there's still a player in there. I just think he just needs to rediscover his confidence and if I think... That first half, I think there was a lot of complacency from a lot of Watford players in there. I think they, they turned up expecting to roll Chesterfield over, but Chesterfield, look, they've won, they've not won 20 games this season for nothing. Like they're the real deal in the National League, and that confidence just keeps you going and going to a championship side like Watford, that they're going to be well up for it and they're going to fancy themselves, especially with. I mentioned at the start of the, the podcast that it was Watford's first win in five years in the FA Cup, so they knew they could go there and probably get a result. So fair play to Chesterfield yesterday. But did you, uh, Joe? Did I was in that first half as well? Like I was a little bit disappointed with our wingers. I thought Martins was very ineffective in the whole game, uh, and then Yasser Spreer in that first half was weren't very good either. I thought he maybe tried a bit too much, overplayed it sometimes, but it was much better in the second half. But were you as frustrated as me and Mike watching it yesterday, thinking that it was just really poor from Watford and how we set up and maybe the mentality of the players? Yeah, I think uh, the frustrating thing, especially down the right-hand side, was that because of uh, Tom Bashiru playing at right-back, for, for some reason... Every time I kept looking over that side of the pitch, he was standing in, in, in centre midfield and he kept drifting in. Um, so because of that, when Yasser Aspria was like, kept looking behind, you could see Yasser looking behind him and seeing that there was a big gap and there was someone just waiting to pick the ball up and drive forward. He was like drifting back. So when we were then going forward, Tom Delibashira was in midfield and there was no one really... There was a few times, obviously, when Yasser got the run and he managed to get the ball and go forward. I think his his decision making. There was, I think it was, I can't remember. I think it was like the second time he picked up the ball, he decided to cut inside to go on his left foot rather than if he'd have gone on his right foot and come in, he would have probably had a clear run down the wing then and managed to get the ball in for for Healy because Healy was um, was in the box. But just that decision there just cut him off. Um, but yeah, Martins. Martins didn't really do well because Morris didn't do well. So, you know, Morris wasn't kind of giving him anything to go forward with. And every time Martins was getting the ball, he was trying to cross field pass and they were just going to Chesterfield players and then they were attacking. It just, there just wasn't something quite right yesterday. I don't think, like I say, the fullbacks weren't on it. So the wingers weren't on it. Everyone just seemed a little bit out of shape and out of position yesterday until obviously... We'll talk about it in a bit, but Andrew's coming on completely changed the game, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, Mike as well. It's a, it was a case of not taking our chance in that first half because we spoke about Kone goal uh, chance when he was through one on one with a goalkeeper. That was on the twenty fifth minute, and then it's actually took three minutes later 
we were one nil down, and it was it was terrible goal to concede. It was uh, quickly had the freedom of the six yard box, didn't he? When the, um, the the chance came in, and it was well played by Chesterfield down that right hand side, got the better of us and put in a decent ball. Batman was nowhere to be seen, but equally Sirielta completely lost his man, and it, it, I don't think he's going to have an easier header. Yeah, I think Sirielta has probably shown why. Portius has been chosen over him the last few games. Um, yeah. I know I went to Preston a few weeks back and I know we won 5-1, but something just seemed off about Sierra Elter. His, his passing wasn't there and, you know, he just didn't seem his usual self. I mean, look, I'm comparing him to that monster season we had where we got promoted and we were unreal at home and he was the rock and we were loving him. And... Um, yeah, I was I was a little bit disappointed with Sarah Elsa yesterday. Um, I, I'm, I would have much preferred Porteous. I think I, I said the centre-back partnership I would have gone for was probably, would have been Pollock and Porteous. But yeah, really disappointing goal to concede. But you know what? Hats off to Chesterfield because they were more than happy to to, to sit and wait it out. You know, they, they could tell that we were maybe being a little bit complacent. They could tell that, you know, we, we were doing... They, they don't mind if we have the ball as long as we're not doing anything with it. They're like, right, you you have the ball as much as you want, and we'll try and hit you on the counter. And and then um, their their sort of their eagerness to wait sort of paid off for them. And Quigley won't score an easier goal all season. Uh, I did notice after on Twitter afterwards, he's uh, he's very good mates with Carlton Morris because he uh, he retweeted a tweet because Carlton Morris signed a new contract at Luton the other day or something, and he was congratulating him and whatnot. So, I'm more of a celebration from Quigley there, and uh, maybe Morris had a word with him before the game. But, yeah, fair play. You know, Chesterfield sort of rode out that first sort of 10 minutes where we were we were on top, and much like this season so far, we had the chances, and it, you know, bit us on the arse. And it's frustrating because... I sort of mentioned as we we're walking back to the car that, you know, we went through a spell of conceding first and then coming back and winning. And then we sort of booked our, idea, our, our ideas up and scored first in the game. But then we we didn't win. So, and now we've gone back to conceding first and winning. So it's really frustrating. We've got to find something that stops us conceding first because, yes, it's great coming back and they're brilliant. And to be at a game where you've conceded first and come back. It's absolutely amazing, but it's not good, and we can't rely on us doing that week in, week out. So, yeah, um, fair play to Chesterfield and fair play to Quigley and those three thousand eight hundred ninety-six, however many fans, were absolutely loving it. And you know what? Fair play to them. I was quite jealous of the Chesterfield fans. I was saying to you on the way in, I think Ben or, or Cam, that I was quite jealous because they're in the National League. And they've got a big away day at the championship side. And there's no pressure on them. They're going there and they're thinking, we're top of our league. We're flying. We've got a winning mentality, regardless of what competition this is. You know, we we, we, we sort of, confidence is running hard throughout the team. With us, the, the best sort of away day we can hope for is a Premier League away day. And we've been lucky enough where we had five consecutive seasons in the Premier League. So it's not completely alien to us. Whereas Chesterfield haven't been in, you know, the haven't been playing 
those sort of teams are, of course, for, for a good few years. So I was quite jealous of them, to be honest. And they certainly made the most of their day out, even when they lost at the end. They were absolutely brilliant. So just, yeah, wanted to say hats off to them and, and fair play for, for taking the lead. And they made us, they made us work. They did. I thought they were set up really well. And you know what you get with the Paul Cook's side, don't you? He, he sets you up really well. And he, I thought his tactics were spot on in that first half. Watford couldn't really lay a glove on them and we was too wasteful in possession. Um, but yeah, hats off to the Chesterfield fans yesterday. I thought that was fantastic. And like you say, that was their big day out. But now, now they can concentrate fully on the league. And I think we can all say it. I think we all wish them luck for the rest of the season and I hope that they do clinch promotion back into the Football League because um, after speaking to Tom during the week, they seem like a really decent club and their fans that I met yesterday were top draw. So yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, Joe, yesterday it took again another rocket from Val at half-time. Why, why are we going in at half-time like this and Val's having to get a reaction out of the boys? Like, Surely it can't keep happening like this. No, it can't. There's there's definitely something not quite right about how uh, we're starting games. Obviously, we've 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 known in the past. I, I can't remember to be fair seasons off the top of my head, but I know there's been many times where we've obviously questioned how we start games in in the past. And I, I think uh, in particular, actually, Yukanovic's season. I remember there was quite a few games it kind of reminds me of that where there were so many games where we went behind and it was like a competition of who would score more. It, you know, we'd always score more and win games. Obviously, you know, I know over the last couple of weeks we haven't, um, I can't, I'll be honest with you. I can't really put a finger on it. Obviously there, there are times where I've, where we've gone behind and I actually thought we've looked okay at the start. We've just conceded a sloppy goal as opposed to actually starting slow. It's just a moment where we switch off. But it's just that momentary lapse in con uh, in concentration that we've got to um, we we've got to stop, and we've actually, like Mike said, obviously we we scored first uh, against um, uh, was it Stoke? Yeah, it was it was Stoke, wasn't it? Um, and um, and we ended up drawing. So I I, I don't know. I, I could you put it down to tiredness? I mean. He's been playing the same team. Obviously, we we cried out that he would he would pick a um, a starting eleven and stick with it, um, which he has done. Maybe is it because there, there are some young players there that haven't played as much um, in in previous seasons, or uh, you know haven't got the experience that others have got, um, and they're just a bit tired. I I, I don't know. Um, obviously, you you know you mentioned it before. He's got a small squad is now the time that we maybe need to make the squad a bit bigger so that we can obviously eradicate that? I, I don't know. Well, he had to change things at half-time, Mike. He made the substitution. Val, he doesn't shy away from a half-time substitution. And this time it was Kone off at half-time and Ryan Andrews on. And and that's what we kind of needed, wasn't it? We needed... To, you're looking at what for team. There's not much pace into the team other than Ryan Andrews. So you're putting Ryan Andrews in at right back. You're moving Tom Delhi into the middle of a park. And we saw... Tom Delhi really take that opportunity in that second half, didn't we? I thought he was running the show in that second half. And fair play to the lad. And I'm delighted for him because he's been barren with injuries, hasn't he? You know, he, he was this youngster that had come from Man City and he was highly rated. And 
you know, couldn't wait to see him play. And he, he had that ACL injury against Reading, 3rd of October. I remember it well. It was in lockdown, um, only because it's Cam's birthday. Um, and he then went on loan to Reading. Reading fans seemed to like him as well. I think he had another injury, the Swansea game, where we lost 4-0. Um, I can't remember what injury it was, but he, he's just been so unlucky. But do you know what? I must say as well, he's he's changed his game because we've, we'd seen him, even this season, in, in the games that he's played in central midfield. And he's sometimes too eager to... not Eager's probably not the right word, but he's... He's reluctant and he always looks for the safe ball or the safe option. You know, a lot of sideward passing, backward passing. But recently, he's been getting on the ball and he's been driving forward. Any chance we get, driving forward. And he's grabbed that opportunity with both hands. Obviously, Ed Okembe, a massive miss. And we need players to come in and do as good a job as Kayembe does. Now, it would be very difficult to find someone that does the exact same job as Kayembe. But I tell you what, Chat for Dadzi and Tom Deli Bashira putting through forward a bloody good audition. Bashira at right back, not for me. Fair yeah. play to the lads. He's trying his socks off, really is trying, but he's just not a right back. Centre mid, he looks different gravy, and I'm happy with that because that's where his his, his natural position is. So uh for the lads. He actually scored in the free-free draw at Tranmere uh, against at home to Tranmere in the FA Cup third round as well, um, and now he scored again. So, yeah, um, I'm absolutely delighted for him, Ben, and hopefully he can sort of regain his place in the starting eleven. And look, if he plays well enough, he might even knock Kaimbe off his perch when he comes back from the Afcon. But we'll see. I just hope and pray that he gets through this season without any big injuries because. That's been the real stickler for him. Well, Mark Schofield's just said here as well, Tom Daly, very questionable right back, but super in midfield again, which is good now. And Kiambi, uh, especially now with Kiambi's gone off to AFCON. Um, Joe, I wanted to talk to you about that Kiambi uh, going off to AFCON, actually, because uh, Mike was on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter space yesterday and he said that we had a Kiambi um, shape um, hole in the team. With him now in AFCON, uh, who's got that spot for you now? Did Tom Deddy maybe do enough yesterday to take it? Or or is it Georgie Chapvedeski's spot? Um, or, or does Kone even come out of the team and you play Georgie and um, Deddy with Livermore? Um, do you know what? First of all, it's very interesting you say about the whole of, of Kone um, missing in midfield because... After 20 minutes yesterday, I turned to my, my friend Matt, who I was with, sitting with yesterday at the game, and I said to him, I feel a bit harsh saying this after 20 minutes and not really giving the midfield a chance, but you can clearly see that there's something not quite right in that midfield without Kayembe. And he said, you are right. It has only been 20 minutes. Let's give it a chance. But <laughs> it, it it was very evident that it wasn't the same midfield that we've been set up with in, in recent weeks with Kayembe there. Um Tom Deli Bashiru going into that central midfield position into the second half. Uh, based on that performance, I would probably give it to him and see how he goes there. But Georgie, when he, you know, Georgie's fantastic because when he gets the ball, he just looks to like Deli Bashiru. They both want to drive forward. They've both got yeah. positive, um, positive instincts and they just want to go forward. They've, you, you know, 
it, it looks pleasing on the eye when, when they get the ball, you know. Um, differences with Georgia, I think the ball sticks to his feet a little bit more. Um, he doesn't have, I think, the end product that maybe Delhi Bashir has got when he dis distributes the ball. Um, however, I do think that when Chad Bukatsi does get the ball, it does... I mean, he, he won... I think he won a couple of good uh, free kicks in decent areas yesterday, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, they're both um, staking a claim for the position. Um, I Like I say, based on yesterday and the second-half performance, if we're... I know you said about Kone having a rest. I don't think he probably will rest Kone at QPR next week. And based on that, I'd probably say that it would be Kone, Livermore and Deli Bashir in that central midfield position with, uh, with for, for me anyway. Just just off the back of what you've said there, Joe, I think what I like as well about Chat Vadadzi and Tom Deli Bashiru is you say that central midfielders, they get the ball and they're just looking, how can we get forward? We haven't seen that since Will Hughes, in my opinion. That, like a central midfielder getting the ball and thinking, right, instead of playing a safe pass, play it back, we'll start again, recycle the ball. Right, I've got the ball. Where am I going? Forward is away. Am I going out wide or am I playing it up? And that's that's what we want to see. You know, too many times we've had midfielders that are just more than happy to, to just pass back or pass between the midfielders. And, um, and it's a real breath of fresh air. And like you say, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad we've got this little battle on the hands between Chapter Dadsy and Samdeli Bashiru. Hopefully they're mm. training as well. Um, it's surely only going to reap, we, we're only going to reap the benefits. Yeah, it's healthy competition, isn't it? Like, imagine having like no no one that you really want to come off the bench to come into a team. We've got good options now, haven't we? And I'm the same as you two. I like having ball carriers into a team, and that's what we've lacked massively for the last couple of years. And I, I think they can both offer a slightly different to the um, to the team as well. But I think I'll probably go for I don't know. I don't think he's going to take Georgie out of a team. You know. I think he's been impressed with what he's done with maybe Plymouth away. Um, I thought he he run the show, and when he came off, we really struggled to get the ball forward because he he was he was driving forward with it. So I think it's probably going to be Livermore, Kone, and Chapadesky. But I, Tom Delhi is very very close, and he did very well yesterday. The only thing I'll say about Tom Delhi was it was against Chesterfield. Like, can he do this against maybe a, a championship opposition as well as the impact that he did in the second half? Um, so that's all I'll probably say to that. Um, it, it came to the 70th minute, Mike, and Watford made a triple substitution. Um, Ryovic, loser, and Hurtador came on for Healy, Chakvadesi, and Martins. Healy got his first start yesterday for Watford. What was your overall feelings after Healy yesterday? <sighs> I think we saw why he's maybe not been starting. And listen, that, this is all Watford fans wanted was for him to be given a chance. And I think he needed to take that chance yesterday. He needed to grab that with both hands. And I think Philip Scott... Uh, I think Philip... <laughs> <laughs> it's because... It's because we've got a guy, Philip... <laughs> Coming in, and a guy called Mark Schofield coming in, so it's too easy to say it. <laughs> I think Philip Crouch pointed it out 
earlier. Uh, I can't even remember what the point I was going to make was, but Philip said Great something theory. earlier. I think, oh no, that was it. Philip said that um, that he didn't work well with a, a one-up top and Healy doesn't work well in a one-up top. And that was evident to see Ben, me and, me and you said at one point yesterday, um, <laughs> me and you said at one point yesterday that Healy was having to drop deep to get the ball. And it reminded me a lot like João Pedro in his early days at, in, at Watford in that first season, the Championship, um, in, in the lockdown season. He was dropping deep, getting the ball. That's all well and good. But then you, um, you've, got to, um, you've got to then get yourself back into the box. So... Um, I can't believe I said that. Um, <laughs> proper knocked me off stride, like proper dumb me that ass. Um, so yeah, Healy, don't mind him dropping deep to come and get the ball. He wants to get involved. He wants to get a feel for the ball. But then if you're doing that, you're not in the area. So it's all well and good trying to get you up the pitch and coming deep and creating those chances. But you sort of need to be the one that's in the area as well. So I, excuse me, I don't think he covered himself in glory yesterday in terms of the performance he put in. Um, I think a chance flashed across his eyes um, sort of just before he went down injured. In fact, that might have been the last chance he had when he went yeah. down injured. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel sorry for Reese. I think he'll be out the door in January, although maybe the injury might, might stop him. I don't know how bad it was. I didn't hear anything from Val. But, uh, but yeah... I, uh, I, f- I do feel sorry for Reese and a little bit underwhelmed with his performance yesterday. I actually heard that Reese um, Healy actually had cramp in both legs. Yeah. Um, that's why he, he went off. So, yeah, I don't know how he managed that. Um, but, yeah, I'm the same as you. I think we've probably seen why he's not been starting games. And Val's even said early in the start of the season, he doesn't look like a guy who's got confidence in himself or with his knees. And he's had, I think, an ACL in both knees. And yeah. that's surely going to be in your head, isn't it, Joe? And I think yesterday it was an example of why we've not seen more of him. And I know fans have been going, give him a start, give him a chance and that. But we're not paid to pick for teams and that. And Val sees him week in, week out or day to day in the training field. So... What did you make of Healy's appearance yesterday? Um, I felt a little bit sorry um, for him, if I'm being honest. As it was pointed out, as Mike said earlier on, he you know he works better when he's got um, right. Well, when he's he's come on, he's had Ryovic up top of him, isn't he? And he's he's performed uh, a, a lot better. Um, there were a couple of instances yesterday where we were driving forward, um, and Chesterfield had. Um, corners and we were breaking quick and he was so far behind the pace it was it was you know I think there was one one case I remember where Yasser was um on the edge of the box and um Healy was like midway through through in our half um so he was nowhere near it um so you can clearly see that he's off the pace at the moment um in fairness to him there was a couple of times yesterday I think there was two two occasions where uh, we were struggling to get the ball in the first half. And like you said, he, he came back and he, he did do a bit of a job defending as well and managed to dig the ball out um, from, from under the feet of Chesterfield players and, and won the ball back for us. Um, and obviously he's got that. Uh, we, we only saw it once yesterday, but that ridiculously long throw that um, he's got, he launched the ball forward, didn't he? Um, but, um, but yeah, it's a real shame for me because obviously... I. 
I thought, um, you know, we, we wanted him to start and he's just... Uh... <laughs> they, they just keep coming, don't they? They just keep coming. Um... <laughs> well done, Mike. You've ruined it. <laughs> um... What have you done this podcast, Mike? <laughs> Put it on its arse. <laughs> Um, For everyone who's listening to this on um, audio, um, we do apologise. Um, and also, it, we're, we're all still laughing from the comment that Mike's made um, calling Mark Schofield, Philip Schofield by accident, because we've got no, um, a I've got commenting as um, Mark commenting at the same time. Uh, but Jess has just put a comment in saying Phil, uh, Philip Schofield would probably make a good ball carrier. Um, so it's just that all off again. So I do apologise that this has gone downhill and it might not be up to standards for you guys. So I do apologise and we'll probably go and get some um, complaints from Ofcom later on this evening. <laughs> That's um, all down to Mike Duffy. So if you want any complaints, just go for him. Um, nothing to do with me or Joe Thomas. Um, but yeah, um, Mike, um, it didn't take Ruajovic too long to um, actually find the back of net. Seven minutes, actually. Um, our number nine got his ninth of the season. Fantastic ball for Yassi Espria. Got out of his feet. Fantastic ball in with his left foot. And Ruajovic, I don't know if you saw, he actually pointed to where he actually wanted it in a box, ran across his man and that's what happens with Ryovic, isn't it? You put it into a dangerous area for him to attack. And um, it was 1-1 for Watford. Hertfordshire Harland strikes again, as you said, when he went in, Ben, I think. They were the words you said. But yeah, look, oh, yeah. It's, that, it's that debate, isn't it? He's, he's a crap striker. He's, 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 he's game overall, you know, doesn't win aerial duels, um, tries link up and everything. But at the end of the day, He's got nine goals for the season. If he carries on at this rate, he's genuinely going to hit between that 15 and 20 goal mark. 15 and 20 goal mark this season. Easily. If he carries on at this rate. Because he genuinely is a fox in the box. Although there has been a couple of times where he's sort of had it in that area and, and not put it in. But I, I say I can't knock him. Any of those that have watched the, uh, the, the match day blog before me and Ben went up to our seat, I said, you know, I'll just be happy if Ryovic isn't starting. Or I think I said I was happy that he wasn't starting and he's made me eat my words. Um, yeah, Ryovic, ball delivered in how he wants it. I, I didn't see him point to that. So good observation there, Ben. But uh, but yeah, that, he, he's, he's proving me wrong. You know, he, he's got another goal and yeah, known for the season. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Listen, I know a lot of people don't rate him in that. I, I don't want him to do badly. He's come in. He, it's a new league. Um, I think he did an interview. I think WD18 put a snippet out of what he said. He said he wasn't longer though. He was semi, sort of semi-pro, living living at home with his mum and, and dad still. And now, you know, fast forward a year or two or however long it is, and he's he's playing in the second tier of English football. He's a professional footballer, and you know he's he's got nine goals to his name. So. It's not bad if you'd have said, right, we're going to get this kid from Danish football, whatever tier it is, and he's going to come in and score nine goals already. You'd say, bloody hell, OK, yeah, I'll sign me up for that. So, yeah, and I think that would have done him the world of good for his confidence. I think Val put a, 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 a not a statement, I was going to say Val put a tweet out. Um, I think he did an interview with Andrew French and he, uh, he said that, you know, his, his confidence isn't perhaps where they want it to be. And 
that he's perhaps not played how they want him to. But I think the more, as obvious as this is going to sound, the more goals he scores, I think the more confident he'll become. And I think we did see a little bit more from him yesterday. And yes, I do know we were playing a team three divisions below us. But doesn't matter. You stick a, t- a person that's struggling with confidence and they, they play as well as he did. It doesn't matter who the opposition or what level they are. It will do him the world of good. So hopefully he can sort of carry on from there. And I think that goal and probably the Healy injury has brought him a start against QPR on Sunday. Well, I think he's our only fit striker at the moment as well. Um, but you know what I'd like to see? You know, they do these like maps of like where people score from. I'd love to see Ryovich's. If anyone can find it for me and like send it over to me on social media, I'd love to see it because they are all literally around the six-yard box. I don't think he scored one maybe outside the six-yard box. So he had that really good chance against, who was it, against Stoke City the other, the other week in front of the, um, the rookery. But I think it was at eight yards out, so it was just too far <laughs> out for him, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So anything closer, he, he would have um, finished it. But yeah, if anyone can find one of those maps for me, that would be much appreciated. The, 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 the Birmingham header, I've got to say, was on, almost on the penalty spot, so... Um, Joe, I wanted to come to you for the next one, and it was Watford finally got their noses ahead against non league Chesterfield. <laughs> um, it was a sigh of relief, wasn't it, when the ball hit the back of the net? But let's talk about that goal special goal from Tom Delhi. Um, really quick feet, wasn't it, in the penalty box? Like, that was really smart finish from him. Yeah, he, he did try something like that, I believe, about 10, 15 minutes earlier, didn't he? He got the ball and he yeah. tried to try something like that. And I, I can't remember whether the keeper saved it and it went out for a corner or it just went wide. Um, but yeah, when he picked up the ball, again, really quick feet, took it around the man and, and uh, quick finish. And, and the keeper didn't really have a chance to set himself, did he? He didn't really make much of a dive for it. Um as you can see there, it went through uh, through Matey's legs there, and it, it went into the uh, into the bottom corner. And like you say, a massive a massive sigh of relief. Um, but yeah, it, it was worked really well down the. It's worth pointing out it was worked really um, worked really well down the right hand side between Yasser and um, uh, Andrews before the ball came across for um, Tom Deli Bashiru. But um, but yeah, it it was great to see and. Thank goodness it saved our blushes, and we didn't. Um, we're not talking about um, having to plan a Tuesday night trip to Chesterfield in uh, in, a, in a week's time. Mate, I'm exactly the same as you. I would not have fancied us if we went up to Chesterfield in a replay. I just, you just knew they would probably be well up for that, and they would knock us out. And yeah, it's probably not worth thinking about. But thankfully, Watford got got the victory. And um, Mike. It was a debut assist from um, Hurtado as well. Um, how, how did you think of his um, cameo yesterday? He only got 20 minutes off the bench, but I thought it was lively enough. Yeah, I'd said, I think I said to Cam, I said, he's not really done much, this Hurtado. And then two minutes later, he crops up with a, a shot that almost went in and then he obviously got an assist. And look, 
to, to try and judge him off 20 odd minutes would be foolish of me. And of course, his game is not rounded, it's not perfect, and he's not going to come on and wow the crowd. I remember Jao Pedro's debut, and you know, a lot of people might have said, Oh, well, he's not up to much cop. But do you know what? He, he's, he's one of these, he gets forward at every opportunity, um, and he, he created chances as soon as he come on. So I'm more than happy. I, I'd, I'd quite like to see him involved a bit more this season. It'll be interesting to see if he's got any more assists up his sleeve or a, a goal. But um, I think he's, he's going to need minutes. So whether it's worth maybe sending him out on loan again, I know he didn't have much. Uh, he didn't have much of a chance at uh, New York Red Bulls where he was. I don't think he played much. But yeah, um, I, I think he's a talented kid, and, and hopefully he's one that sticks with us because the amount of Players we get when um, come over from South America and haven't made the cut, you know, it's uh, I, I want him to be more down the line of João Pedro, Richarlison, etc. Look very keen, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I think that's the that's the, the right word. He looked really enthusiastic, and when he came over, because I was sitting over that side, you could see his face. He was very happy to come on. He looked very. He looked like he wanted to get stuck in straight away, and he, he his movement, you know, was very. Um, uh, he, he was very quick. He was a little bit scatty, but obviously it's only to be expected. It's a debut as a young lad, and like you say, he needs minutes, and it's only going to come come with uh, with more game time, isn't it? The improve. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for keeping him in the side, not as in starting, but keep him in the squad and keep him around the match day squad and and bring him on. I think he could be a good impact player, you know. Yeah, I think he could be a good impact off the bench, like you say. I think him grabbing minutes here and there i think that will really help him pick up that vital experience that maybe push him on um mark says her to door is a really raw um and it's not very fluent with his movement but he did get a vital assist and then um jess says um i thought hurtado did well and when he came on um but yeah i thought it was a decent debut for him i thought he, he was positive, wasn't it? His first thought was just to get the ball forward, really. I don't think I saw him play a, a ball backwards. And, um, yeah, no, really good ball into a box to find Tom Deli there as well. Um, but, yeah, did finish Watford 2, Chesterfield 1. So, Watford have advanced through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Um, what I wanted to come to next, everyone, is if you can put it into the comments, who who would you all want in the fourth round of the FA Cup? Um, I'm going to come to Mike and Joe now to find out who, who they'd like. But if, if you want to get involved, put it into the comments and I'll read it all out. Um, Mike, I'll come to you first. I only want one team. Um, oh. g- give me one team that you want. That's really tough because there's at least three that stick right, out. Give me two. Okay, two. Wrexham away. Ooh. They, they've been okay. true today. Or on the purely selfish side, Aston Villa away. Yeah, no. Mine mine would probably be Maidstone. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's also Mark's one. Mark said Maidstone home or away. And then for me, I think I'd probably go for somewhere like Spurs, like a London away day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not done Spurs as well, so I kind of want to tick it off. Um, I was... Yeah, funny story is I actually bought a ticket for Spurs away. Mike knows all about this. This is my uh, mate's best man speech at my wedding. 
So I'll, take, I'll, I'll enlighten you, all of you now. So me and my mate, we wanted to do Spurs away, bought a ticket. I thought it would be a good idea to get into the train station for about eight o'clock. There was a Weatherspoons. I can't remember what the train station was, but there was Weatherspoons in London. So we all met there. I went to McDonald's, got something to eat. I thought that would be enough to line my stomach. Came to about half 12. I was absolutely paralytic. I, I tried to get onto the train. Um, I Well, I did get onto the train. I managed to get off at, at Spurs and I didn't know where I was. I was so drunk. I ended up throwing up everywhere and I ended up going home and I missed the game. Um, so, yeah, I kind of need to go to Spurs to kind of put that right. Um, so, yeah, great. Um, Joe, <laughs> who, who would you like in the FA Cup fourth round? I'll give you two uh, two teams to name. Oh, uh, like Mike said, Wrexham. Oh, am I am I around? Am I here? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, Joe. Oh, sorry, I dipped out for a second there. Um, <laughs> is he doing this on purpose? Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, Portsmouth. They've only just got they've only just got electricity, so we'll uh we'll let him off. I think his signal's a bit dodgy. Oh Joe. When he used to dip in and out because he was using the wrong browser for the, the software that we use. Yeah. So, and, to be, and to be fair, he used to record on the train with us as well. That's pure dedication. Oh, he's back. Oh, oh, right. oh yeah. I don't know. He looks oh, like my back. He's for, <laughs> for hokey-cokey. He's in and out. Joe, who do you want in the fourth round, my good man? Okay. It's just... Sorry, I think, Joe, I think I'm back now. Right, okay. I'll be up then. Oh, this is killing me. <laughs> who does Joe want? Can you hear me? Put it in... Are you winding us up? No, I don't think he is. <laughs> right, okay. Joe, pop it in the WhatsApp group and we'll we'll, we'll say it for you. Um, Jess is actually saying Maidstone away, um, but she, rec she reckons that we'll probably get Leicester. Um, oh, he has popped it in the chat. So he's gone for Villa. Uh, so Joe wants Aston Villa. Um, see, even Mark's getting involved right in here. You're keeping everyone in suspense. Um, and then he's gone for Wrexham as well. So, oh, fucking hell. Mike went that for that as well. That would be quality, wouldn't it? Going up to the race course at Wrexham. Um, Mr. Ryan Reynolds owning the club and McAnelly as well. Um, that, that'd be a decent tie. Um, all right, then, Mike, I'll give you a third one. Uh, who, who's, who's the third one that you wanted? Um, it, it's again pure selfishness, is Nottingham Forest away, but they almost never made it because they were 2 0 down to Blackpool at home today. And then uh, and clawed it back to 2-2. Two, two. You know what? We're saying all this. We're asking everyone, who do we want? We know full well what's going to happen, Ben. Chelsea or Man City away. Always happens. Always. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it might be for nothing. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's uh, The draw's tomorrow evening, isn't it? So, we'll have to Before, keep our eyes peeled. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I look forward to seeing us drawing away to Manchester City. And then just finally, just before we, we wrap it up, we wanted to um, talk about just quickly about the news that was um, came out earlier, just be- about an hour and a half before we came live. Is um, former Hornet Dapo Mabudi um, was involved in a horror car crash in Belgium earlier on. Uh, he's undergone a successful surgery and he... Um, yeah, everyone at Voices of It wish him a uh, well. If they're in, he's in our thoughts, and we're wishing him a speedy recovery. But from what we originally heard, it was like life-threatening. So uh, hearing that it was a successful surgery is a massive relief. So yeah, ev- everyone's thoughts here at Voices of It with Dapo and his family at the moment because that's absolutely horrendous. He, he didn't play many games for Watford, but you, you wouldn't wish this on anyone. And he, he was a really highly rated youngster that we signed from Glasgow Rangers and he came in he impressed in pre-season he, he was featuring for Watford and then he actually picked up a really poor injury away at Stevenage in I think the League Cup and it, he was stretched off in the first half and it was really unfortunate because he was making an impact and he was involved involved in the first team once he fully recovered from that injury I think we we loaned him out to AFC Wimbledon the following season and then after that he, he's decided to play his football at, at broad so yeah i wish him a speedy recovery and yeah i hope everything goes well um but yeah that's that's it from us um for tonight thank you everyone for watching tonight really do appreciate it loving the comments tonight as well and we've had absolutely loads um just read out one more just before we go um philip crouch um says newport or eastley to give us a chance to get into the fifth round wouldn't we love the cup run uh this year um it would be especially with us just outside the playoffs, you don't know if you're going to get into the playoffs, but a cup run I would definitely take. But yeah, if you haven't already, um, me and Mike did a match day vlog yesterday. Um, Joe Pop, um, John Parslow said in here earlier saying, Great vlog yesterday, Ben. Um, so yeah, thanks for watching, John. But if you haven't watched it already, head over to our YouTube channel and have a look at it. It's a really good um, video on. Watford Chesterfield, um, where Watford won 2 1, and I managed to catch both goals as well, which is a rarity as well. So, really good, um, quality vlog yesterday. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. Hit that like button on this video, also hit that subscribe um, button as well. We've, we've gone up a few times on the old subscribers in the last couple of days, we've we've gone up quite a bit. So, I, I'm seeing that there's a few comments floating around, Jess. I don't really appreciate you trying to put me off here. I'm trying to stay professional. You, you carry on talking about Philip Schofield, you're going to get us into trouble. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap it up there and we will. Be, we're actually back midweek with a preview with the legend that is Paul from QPR. If you haven't watched it already, go back and watch our preview of the QPR at the start of the season. It must be one of the funniest previews me and Mike's ever done. Um, So we're delighted to get him lined up again. So that was going to be brilliant. Um, So block out your your Tuesday night evening and get a few drinks and and get involved with Paul because that's going to be fantastic. But yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night with that preview and we'll see you all soon. So come on, you ones. Sports Social Podcast Network.